listening to Matt and my mom. This is the Matt and Beth Show. Bye, everybody. Welcome to the Matt and Beth Show. This is episode 17. All the other episodes are at themattandbethshow.com. Dad jokes, Matt v. Beth, as we celebrate Father's Day, which is on Sunday. And if you're listening this past Father's Day, it was on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening in November, it was in June. And happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) All right, dad jokes. You've seen this on, on TikTok. You've seen it where two celebrities will sit together. They look at each other and they both say dad jokes and they try not to laugh. Right. If you laugh, well, the other person gets a point. Okay. It's called laugh and lose. You laugh, you lose. Got it. Much better. Dad joke edition. Okay, so I'm going to tell you a joke and yeah. you are going to laugh hysterically and the <clears> game's going to be over. Right, here we go. <clears throat> okay, what do you call a pile of cats? Meowton. Oh, nice. How do you follow Will Smith in the snow? I don't know how. You just follow the fresh prince. Rest in peace, boiling water. You will be missed. I thought the dryer was shrinking all my clothes. Turns out it was the refrigerator. That's maybe too true to be funny. <laughs> the Matt and Beth Show. The Matt and Beth Show. Okay, so I'm going to tell you a story. So, yes. uh, so I thought my dad was dead until I was 12. And let me explain that oh. to you because it's a little bit, a little weird. So I have a family of seven kids, including myself. There's seven kids in our family uh, and different dads. So the oldest four, which would include me, was Carrie, who since passed away, Heidi, Paul, and then myself. And so we had the same dad who died in a car accident by picking up a cigarette that dropped on the floor. Oh, wow. Cross lanes, head on collision. And he died. So throughout my entire life, I just thought my dad was dead. And then when our stepdad came along, well, there's the stepdad, three more kids. And then here's us. It's us. And then them separation kind of was during, you know, grow up time. But, uh, so we have this, we have this stepdad who's in the house now with the three that are younger. And then our father who passed away. Well, that's what I thought the storyline was. Yeah. And then one day I can't wait. How much of a gap was between you and like the next sibling? Were you pretty old when that sibling was born? Yes. Yes. So I think that I was two when my mom and Ray got married. Okay. And they probably just started having kids right away. Okay. So I think maybe six years. Okay. Sorry. I just needed a picture. Yeah. 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 So one day when I came home from school, I was 12 years old. I came home from school and my mom said, your dad wants to meet you. I was (gasps) like, uh, yeah, my dad's dead mom. You're silly. She's like, no, we need to talk. So we sat down, we had the conversation, and I found out that uh, I do have a dad, and his name is Greg, and that's why my middle name is Gregory. So, we're going to meet. So your dad was not the same mm-hmm. as those older three siblings. Yeah, and but- and no shade on my mom in the sense that during growing up, I feel, because I feel like that people usually go, right. well, aren't you mad at your mom because she didn't tell you? I'm like, no, my mom was doing the best she could, and that's where it ended up, and this is my life now. I don't know what the right call is Right, in what that is moment? the right? She probably thought, I will tell him at the right moment, and yep. it was when you were 12. And that was the right moment. So you want to meet your dad. Okay, uh, yeah, this is, I don't, what am I supposed to do? Okay, well, you're going to meet him at a uh, public place. Just so he's not coming over the house, kind right, of weird. weird. Right, right, right. So did he had he reached out to her and said, I want to meet him? I think so. Okay. Yeah. We don't know. So initially how they met, I have no idea. I'd love to know that love story. 
It's a quick one. You should call her. You think she'll answer? <laughs> Let's do it. So then we arrange a meeting and it's going to be at Dairy Queen. And Dairy Queen's about a mile away from my house. So my brother and I, we go down to Dairy Queen. He's uh, sitting with me at the table and we're talking about, oh my gosh, it's going to be so weird. I'm meet my dad. And my brother's like, yeah, it's so weird. I'm going to leave. So my brother gets up and he leaves Dairy Queen. I'm sitting there by he myself. Left you there. Yeah. Aww. So I, uh, I sit at this, I, I can remember it. You know, sitting at that table, I can, I can, I mean, I can feel the, I can feel the cushion. I can feel everything in that room right now. I can see where I'm sitting. I'm looking at the door and then I see four people come in, which is Greg, my dad, uh, his wife and their two kids. When I see them, I take off running as fast as I can from my booth out the front door, passing by them quickly, running across the parking lot to Osco drug, which is across the way to hide behind uh, a thing of the OJ mittens. What are they called? <laughs> Isotoners. <laughs> I was like, oh, these are expensive. And I was hiding behind 12 years old inside a, a, a drugstore across the street. And the four of them walk in. I thought I got away, you know? Mm -hmm. Four of them walk in literally like 45 seconds later, like, Matthew. And I'm like, hey, oh, from behind the isotoner gloves. Didn't see you guys there. What's up? You must be dad. <laughs> so then, uh, here, let me, can I grab something real quick? Yeah. I'm just gonna grab a drink. I have so many questions. I, I, want, I have so many answers. I, so many, I probably don't have any answers, truthfully. Okay. So then um, they're like, Matthew, hey. And I'm like, Dad, hey. And then I snort glug behind him, hey. And I see the family, and I'm standing there completely nervous. Uh, yeah. And that's about all I remember from that moment. And then we we head back over did, to Dairy I was Queen. Say, did yeah. you walk back and get ice cream? Yeah, we did, which was, uh, I got a uh, hot foot sundae. Um, I still remember that and still can taste that, too. You know why? Because I just had one just this had morning. One last night. Yeah, mm -hmm. and this morning. Uh, okay, so so we go back over to Dairy Queen. We sit down and we start talking just about life. Don't remember the exact conversations. I do remember that let's hang out and go see a Globe Trotters game together. It's like a oh, cool. So then the time in between that, I guess, was probably a weekend or a week. And then the next weekend, he comes to pick me up at my house. We go to a Globe Trotters game. I end up staying the night at his house with his family, which I think was way too quick. Like, sure. I, I don't know if anyone else is ever in this situation, but I'm go slow, adult. man. Yeah. Go slow if you're the adult in charge of this. Just really, really ready to take it slow. Because about the second weekend, he was he and his uh, wife were like, it's okay if you call us dad and mom if you want. Oh. Like, this is, this is, so at that point, I was like, this is just really uncomfortable. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. My mom wasn't that involved in it. So it was just me interacting with this guy and his family. And it was really, really uncomfortable. Yeah. So basically what I started doing He'd come over to pick me up and I'd have my baseball clothes on and go, Oh, I didn't even know I had a game. Or like he'd just knock at the door just it. to get out of it. Yeah. So I would, or but I would just. He didn't try to go to your game though and find out. Or, I can give you a ride. No, I already got a ride. No, yeah. So then I just stopped answering the door. Even if he Aww. made plans with me and we had plans like through the time, I just wouldn't answer the door. So then after a while, obviously that's annoying. He's driving in from, you know, 25, 30 minutes away and gets to the house and, Oh, nobody's there, even though I'm supposed to pick him up at two. So. Then one night he had a talk with me and he's like, you know, you got to stop, stop doing these sort of things. We need to put all the cards on the table. Let's talk about this. And at that point I was like, I'm donezo. I just need to get out of this uncomfortable situation, yeah. which is bad because it was just the uncomfort that threw me out of it, but I didn't know where to go with it. Right. Yeah. With this relationship. So, uh, so did you tell him? So I, I just basically, felt? I was just basically like, I just feel weird. I just feel strange. I just feel weird. I don't know what, you know, this is yeah. weird. This is weird for a 12 yeah. year old boy, regardless of. You're trying to process it, right. but you're, you have no one you're talking to about it, right? At all. Yeah. 
So you had a conversation, a real conversation. Yeah, so we had a real conversation. We hang out. We're like, okay, well, let's just take this a little bit lighter. Basically, he and his wife are just backing off a little bit. But they're like, hey, we're going to go have a fun family reunion. You're going to go meet your grandpa, and you're going to meet some of your family members. I'm like, this is a little overwhelming, but you said Chuck E. Cheese. Jackpot. Let's go. Mm -hmm. So on our way, we stop by, and I get to meet my grandfather, who was a jewelry maker. He made bolo ties. What? Yeah, he was a bolo tie maker. Isn't that funny? For like a side gig. Like his own business? Well, or? he sold them. I mean, he just had a whole lot of bolo ties cool. that he would make and he would, yeah, polish these rocks up and make bolo ties. So I uh, got to meet him. Then we head off to the greatest place on earth, which is Chuck E. Cheese as a kid. I knew I was going to get pizza. I knew I'd be playing games mm -hmm. and I knew I'd be meeting a lot of my family. Mm -hmm. So I'm in the bathroom and I'm like, gosh, okay. And I'm feathering my hair underneath my Mariner's cap, you know, making right. sure it looks real good in case there's any hot girls out there. So I do I walk out. Like, I know. Yeah. Keep in mind, there's other people at this at this place, right? Oh, okay. Keep in mind, okay. we they didn't rent, rent out. The whole place. No, you can't rent the chucks out. I don't even know. Come on, get with it. Okay, sorry. So I do walk out and I see this girl. What's that game called? The whack-a-mole. So I see this girl and she's playing a whack-a-mole. Uh huh. She is probably one of the most attractive girls I've ever seen in my 12 year old life. Mm. And so I went back in the bathroom, made sure the hair Fix was the right. Hair again. Checked the pits. All was good. Went back out. I'm going to approach this girl and she walked away. Oh, no. But that's okay because we met again at the table. She's my cousin. Oh, oh thank goodness for the walk away after the whack a mole. <laughs> so I got a really hot cousin, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> So after that, we kind of just, uh, we just didn't, we didn't spend a whole lot of time together. And I told my mom, I said, mom, I just really want to, I want to have a break from this. I just, yeah. So she called and she said he wants to have a break. And then basically that was the last time I saw him. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We never had any communication again after that. Um, and then I found out later in life, you know, I was like, I don't know, what's going on in his life? So I give him a call. And I had a heart attack in 2019. So I call him to say, hey, I just want to let you know I had a heart attack. I want to find out a little bit about my health history. What's in the fam? And he said, aha, you had a heart attack too? <laughs> All the boys in the family have had heart attacks. Get ready for the diabetes. Uh-uh. And I said, oh, well, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then that was our conversation. So then that was the end of that. And then uh, we talked one more time. I give him a call like around the holidays or something. We talked and he had some negative things to say about the relationship with my mom. And I'm like, we don't talk enough to, for yeah. you to dog on my mom. My mom's been yeah. there the whole time. Like, so then I got rid of that conversation and said, Hey man, you take care. So then uh, about a year later, I tried to contact him around Christmas again. No answer, no answer. I text him, no answer, no answer. And then I found out on Facebook, he died. Oh yeah. So that's my father. It's not a sad story as much no. as it is just a story of life. Because truthfully, people are like, man, you got a messed up life. I'm like, it's the only a life I know. It's all I know. Yeah. And that's so much to process as a 12-year-old. Yeah. It was a lot. Uh, yeah. And all the feelings of like probably really wanting to have a dad in the picture, but not knowing how to have a dad, whether he was a great one or not. You know what I mean? Or you this is how all know. dads are. You, The dads you know were either gone because mm -hmm. you thought that he had passed away or this stepdad that was not a good relationship. Mm -hmm. So how do you, as a 12 year old, even know how to react in those situations? Yeah. And you, looking, you, good. looking back now as a dad, 
Can you, like, as you look back, you, maybe you can only see it from the 12 year old boy perspective. Can you, can you see his perspective now looking back? You're a dad. 100%. You have kids. You know, here's the thing I give him. Do you some, feel like he really tried? You know, was yeah. he really trying? Once again, I think that he was doing the best he could because yeah. it was a scenario that nobody could have really like. It was awkward for everybody. So, yeah. so to, to, to say anybody did it right or wrong is, it's not a thing. You can't. I just think that we handled it how we handled it. Yeah. It was so weird. There was it was it was handled wrong in the sense that maybe there should have been more adult interaction between adults versus letting the kid go and do it. Right. But now at this point, the forgiveness of the things that have happened in the past, yeah. I'm, I've forgiven my mother for everything, any anything that's ever happened. And I know now that's what the parents' perspective has given me is that life isn't that easy. When you're a kid and you see something that your parents are doing, you think is wrong and how much you're never going to do that when you're a parent. I know this is a little bit more extreme than like mm-hmm. telling you to pick up your shoes, but I get it. I get it. Life gets messy. Life gets hard. Life gets complicated and people do the best they can. Yeah. And I know that's what my mom was doing. I know that's what my dad was doing and I got no hard feelings for anybody in that. So from a parent's perspective, I think it really makes me realize that give a little grace to them because life is messy. How do you think your parenting today is influenced by that That. whole situation? Uh, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I really don't know. And I don't ever look at that as this is how my father fathered. So that's how I father. Yeah. Because I didn't know how he fathered. Yeah. Yeah. So, I look at. So it. I see you as a very involved. I mean, you're yeah. very. Um, you're you're really close to your girls. You make it a point of spending doing fun things with right. them, trying to spend time. Do you? I just didn't know if some of that stemmed from. I just want to be there for them. You yeah. know, probably, probably knowing what my stepdad situation was like, because I I think that when we get out of a relationship with our parents or our step parents or whatever, there's a fear that goes that's how I'm going to raise my kids. Cause that's what happened. You're just like your dad. You're just like your mom. Right. So I, 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 I don't want to say that I made a very strong conscious effort to not be like anyone. Sure. But then to create what I thought that I needed as a kid. Yeah. So in the sense of security and stability, and I think some of that can come off as bad because I'm trying to heal my old child versus my child. Yeah. So I'm looking at it from a perspective of what would I want versus what would she want. And I've worked on that a lot, but, yeah. but it's, uh, I think it's easier to, to kind of make up a father of who you want to be when you don't have that much influence from anyone else, you know? Yeah. So I've had a lot of great positive role models. I've had some father figures in my life, uh, a guy that this is crazy who met my mom at a bus stop mm-hmm. and my mom didn't drive since her first father, first husband died in a, in a car wreck. She just freaked out and just never, ever drove a car. Ever, still to this day. So she would take the bus everywhere, and Richard happened to walk by and go, hey, hey, lady, how are you? She's like, I'm not interested. And he's like, well, if you ever want to talk, here's my phone number. And so one day, one of us boys needed a ride to the hospital, and Richard gave us a ride. Wow. Yeah, took my mom, took the boys, both of us, and we, we go to the hospital or go to the doctor wherever we're going. And he just took this liking to us. And I know that from this beginning of that story, you're like, well, this sounds like a it sounds like a predator. <laughs> it wasn't like that. But this guy ended up being one of the biggest influences of my entire life. He treated us like his own kids. We went on trips with him. He every weekend. I mean, I, I can't imagine what my life would be without those breaks. Yeah. Yeah. So he was a huge influence, but I've had so many different father figures all around. I've kind of taken them all and then created what I, what I am, I think. 
So yeah, I think God does that for us sometimes if we'll look for it. And, you know, we live in a broken world and people are hurting and people are broken. And I mean, frankly, we, you have kids, I have kids, like we don't really know what we're doing, <laughs> you know, sorry, kids, we're figuring this out <laughs> right, as we go. Right. Um, you know, so you just have to, as a parent, you can look at other parents and, and judge, or mm-hmm. you can look at them and go like, I'm going to give a little bit of grace because I don't know what I'm doing either. Like, I'm just trying to figure this out. Yep. They're doing the best that they can. But I do think that if we'll look for it, like God, God helps fill in those gaps. Um, and I, I think he did that for you. Yeah. I think, I think if you can, if you can look back and just go like, ah, I could look back and be frustrated that I didn't have what somebody else had or that I at the moment really wished I had. Mm. But I think that's great to be able to take the good from the people that God did put in your life. Yep. I think it's great. And it's nice to now know where they all came from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is it before it was just, it was luck. Yeah. Right. But, um, one thing though is, I did feel when I was going to have kids, ages were such a big thing. So like, I remember kindergarten so much. So I knew that in kindergarten, those were going to be the years that maybe to do this because my memory was like this. So I, hopefully their memories are like this, but when they're 12 years old, that's where that was huge impact in my life. And that when it happened was when I was 12. So 12 was such an interesting number because when my girls get closer to 12, I would think like, oh, I remember this completely perfect and how things were. And I wanted everything to be peaceful and non-chaotic for the girls. And I think that's why one of the huge reasons um, of the guilt that I still carry or the shame I still carry from what happened with my family is that I always wanted to be like the dad who didn't do something like that. Yeah. And I turned into the dad who did something like that, but it didn't continue. So I think that that's another thing that God gave me was, you know, this opportunity with this gigantic explosion to become even closer yeah. and, and, and focus in even more on what my kids need and what I need and what my wife needs. And so, you know, at the time I, I figured that this was the, the curse of the family. It's just supposed to happen something bad. And I didn't like that. I didn't, yeah. I thought that was, I mean, I'm like, is this, is this a real thing? Is that, is it like a, literally a curse? But from that horrible experience, I become closer with my girls and my wife. Yeah. And so I just think that almost bad and good aren't things when it comes to situations. I think that we can turn them into good things always. I think you're right. You know, you said, um, I didn't want to be this certain type of dad, but then I was, but it didn't continue. But I don't think that's really a true statement. I think you through God's help and the help of other people, like it's not that it it didn't continue. It's that you turned your life around, right? Yeah. You, you came to a point of desperation that you began a relationship with God, which is a huge part of it. But you and your family worked really hard hard. to get yourself to the yourselves to the point you are today. Mm -hmm. So I think you should be proud of that. I think it's not just, um, yep, that stopped. That's over that season of life. The door closed. No, you, you guys made some really difficult decisions. You walked through some really dark days. You walked through some, you've done hard work and continue to, to do hard work. You're not just coasting through the next however many years you've got your girls at home. You're working on it. So I think you should be proud. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Father's Day, Matt. Thank you. Can we get a hold of Marv now? Who's that baby's daddy? Who's that baby's daddy? Who's that baby's daddy? Who's that baby's daddy? <laughs> All right, Beth. All right. Guess the famous father from the name of their child. In honor of Father's Day. Of course. Right. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready, but I'm going to, I want to ask you some too. Okay. That's fine. Hey, I mean, I'll know them all. You go first. You go first. Okay. 
Siri Cruz, who is that baby's daddy? Tom Cruise. Yes. Dyer Blessing. Blessing? Oh, do I have to give it yeah. to you? Yeah. <laughs> Dyer Blessing Wade. Oh, Dwayne Wade's kid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brooklyn Beckham. You can't look for the answer. Before you Google I, it. I, <laughs> I did happen to scroll right to this one. Uh, but if you said Beckham, the only Beckham I know is David Beckham. And that is the answer. Okay, good. That's who Brooklyn's baby daddy is. Can she bend it like Beckham? Yes. That's the question. Yes. Okay. Blue Ivy Carter. Jay-Z, duh. Oh, okay. Nice. Vivian Jolie Pitt. Oh, Brad Pitt. Archie Harrison, Mountbatten, Windsor. What? What? Archie. He's the most famous Archie, in the, Archie on Archie. the planet. Archie, maybe Archie. second. Archie Bunker maybe is nope. the first. But. It's the, the uh, mammoth in front of Moral Hall. <laughs> that's Archie. That's uh, no, I think I know that's Prince Who's, Harry's kid. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Harper Grace Bertka Harris. Ooh. Is this a very famous person? He was a very famous. Was no longer he, with he us. He was a very famous doctor, young age. Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, yeah. you did it. Did you watch Doogie Howser, MD? No, <gasps> never. How young. do you know? I about know it? it was a. I, I know it was a thing, but it would have been. I would have been like a little bit young for it. I don't think anyone knows you too young for a doctor who was in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> It was a good show because every kid wanted to be like something other when they're like, go to school and act like you're a cop, like 21 Jump Street, uh-huh. or go act like you're a doctor. And then the movie came out, Catch Me If You Can, about con men. You're like, wow, maybe that's what I want to do with my life. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think that's it for the game. 100%. Did we win? I think 100%. 100%. Listening to Matt and my mom. This is the Matt and the show. So with Father's Day approaching, I've had a... I've had a had an interesting life with fathers um but there's a new man in my life and uh will he play the role of dad if you've listened to the show before my mom she currently has a new friend who happens to be a boy and it seems like they really like each other i haven't seen anything like this since my stepfather died my other stepfather this could be my new i don't want to say the old one and the new stepdad that sounds like i'm comparing the two of them right but my my almost new stepdad um, this is going to be the first one I've had in a long time. So, yeah. yeah, it's a little different. I didn't get along very well with my first stepdad, so I hope my second stepdad will even be better. I, mean, I think we both matured a lot. I mean, this guy's like 85, and I'm like 45, so we should get along. <laughs> you should. So excited for him to come home from work. <laughs> we just sit and talk about my, talk about my day. <laughs> Have a catch in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got mitts. Just need a dad. <laughs> Let's try calling my mother, can we? Let's call your mom. Okay. <laughs> 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 Have a catch. Okay, mommy's cell phone. Please leave your message for two five. Three, four, three. I'm no genius, and I don't work for Verizon, but I do know that I was sent to voicemail. Straight to voicemail. How does that make you feel, Matt? Mom, why'd you send me to voicemail? Mom, I just want to talk to you about uh, Father's Day. 
I know that doesn't sound like it makes any sense, but I just want to talk to you about Marv. See if he's interested in meeting me too, as I am with him. So, you know the also, digits. Also, do you need to get him a Father's Day card? It's a big question. Ma, I just don't want to be uh, left in the rain without an umbrella. I love you. I'm not ready to say that to Marv yet, but... Or call him dad. I'm not going to call him dad yet, but... Call me back. Love you, Mom. He slams the door, he stomps his feet, sends me to bed with zilch to eat. But my stepdad's not mean, he's just adjusting. His temper's bad and he's a slob, he's bitter cause he lost his job. But my stepdad's not mean, he's just adjusting. So three cheers for the man that I proudly call Stan. He's not quite a dad or a brother. Yes, he gets cross, but still, he's the boss. And besides, he takes care of my mother. So be patient with new friends like Stan. It's tough to be mom's second man. But your stepdad's not mean, he's just adjusting. So I want to give a shout out to all the dads, including stepdads. Yeah. And the reason I say stepdads is because think of the responsibility you're taking on. You yeah. fall in love with this woman, you find out she's got four kids, and you're like, I love this family, and I'm going to take it on. And so stepdads who do a good job, stepdads who take on that responsibility, and sometimes you get a bratty kid like me, and it's rough. Oh, come on now. Happy Father's Day to stepdads. And real dads, too. To stepdads, to real dads, to father figures, yeah. men who, you know, have stepped in yes. and fathered kids who don't have dads in mm. the picture, who've just modeled how to be a man. You know, I think of even just like Boy Scout troop leaders, right? Guys who are just like, I just got to teach these young men how to be men. So thank you for those of you who fathered. You know, uh, my dad lives five doors down from me. He, he stops in with, you know, random groceries that he picked up extra things. He brings me random groceries. I remember when I first uh, moved here, I'd call him up at a garage sale. Hey, I've got this jungle gym I'm buying. Can you can you go hitch a trailer to your truck and come? Here's the address. Can you pick it up? And he did. Mm. And just what a joy that was to move back and be just a few doors down from my dad. So uh, I'm truly thankful that he's around, that I get to have him in my life on a regular basis. So uh, he's a good guy. I'm super thankful for uh, my husband, who is an amazing dad. He had an amazing dad. I'm grateful for my father-in-law, who just really... Um, taught Sean how to love his family well. I love watching my husband father our kids, and it's I, I'm I know that everybody hasn't had the same dad experience that I have. I feel like I'm surrounded by amazing dads, and I just want to honor them. They deserve they deserve a day to to be reminded how important they are to all of us. So happy Father's Day! I need some good. Your wrap-up is brought to you by Trendy Chiropractic. Here's Beth with your wrap-up. Well, happy Father's Day again to all the dads out there. And if you're a dad and you are parenting, I just want to encourage you with this verse in Proverbs. It says, train up a child in the way he should go, and in the end, he will not depart from it. So dads, keep doing the hard work. Keep 
staying consistent with your kids and training them up in the way they should go. And God promises in the end, they're not going to depart from it. But I understand that Father's Day can be a complicated day, that everybody didn't have an amazing father figure. Maybe your father passed away recently. Maybe he was absent for most of your life. Or maybe he was around, but he just wasn't that great of a guy. And it's really hard to understand when the Bible talks about God is a good father. I just want to say I acknowledge that and I understand that this can be a complicated thing, but I just want to encourage you to lean into that father type relationship with God. There's a verse in the Bible in Psalm chapter 68 that says that he's a father to the fatherless, a defender of the widows. This is God and his holiest place. So God's holiest role that he has is being a father to those who don't have a father. So today I understand that that's complicated and it's not something that you can comprehend in just one minute of sitting down and reading a couple Bible verses. But I promise you this, that God loves nothing more than to be a father to you. So if you're looking for a good dad, all you have to do is reach out to talk to him, to lean into a relationship with him and he wants to be a father to you. It's the most important job he has. I'm Beth and that's your wrap up. I need some good